Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. It's Larry Gassman with you, co-chair of Tech Talk and Accessible World. And uh, tonight we talk more about Hadley. It's been some time since anyone from Hadley has been with us, and so we'll rectify that. Talk about what Hadley is and what it offers. Most of you probably know that. Maybe some of you don't. But uh, to introduce our guest, here's John Gassman. And our guest tonight is Mark Arneson, who is the Director of Community for Hadley. And he has a lot to talk about, so let's bring him on right now. Welcome to Tech Talk, Mark. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate you having me. Um, so I understand, you know, the title is Tech Talk, and I don't know if that means you want me to focus specifically on some of the, the technology uh, things that we offer here at Hadley, or is it a general overview that might be helpful? No, a general overview is fine. Perfect. Sure. Great. Um, well, maybe I can start, for those folks that, that don't know anything about us, um, maybe I can start with a little bit of a history of who we are and um, kind of how we all got how we got started here at Hadley and then go into some of the things that we have available. Um, so we, uh, I, always, I always like to share, I, I'm, I'm representing Hadley, I'm probably the oldest one on the call because we, uh, we started this, well, I didn't start it, I say we in the, the Hadley sense started uh, about 102 years ago. So <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been around for a little while, um, back in uh, 1920, um, is when, uh, this whole thing started. Um, it's funny cause I, I share that sometimes I, I always like to kind of kick us off like that sharing about Hadley, but, uh, yeah, I, I had a call the couple months ago and there was a woman that just celebrated her 103rd birthday. So I, <laughs> in that room, I was not represented Hadley. It was not the oldest one in that, in that call, um, which I thought was super cool. But, um, but William Hadley, our founder, he, um, he lost his vision later in life. He was in his late fifties and he, um, he got sick actually. And it was, um, you know, it's kind of during the, the time of the swine flu pandemic. And there's some thought that maybe he had contracted that and, and somehow it impacted his vision, but he went from being completely sighted to totally blind, um, over a weekend in a matter of days. Um, and so obviously a huge adjustment for him. He, uh, he was a teacher in the Chicago public schools. And he, uh, he decided to step away from teaching after his vision loss and, um, and kind of focus more on, on managing day to day. And he, he, um, the thing he loved more than anything, he was, you know, he loved teaching. That was his livelihood, but he, um, he absolutely loved reading. Like reading was his thing. You know, I know we all have like this passion and you know, we're all passionate about particular things in life. And, um, you know, that can be different for everybody, but for him, it was reading, it was books. And, um, where I work at the physical place called Hadley, it's, we have a central office in Winneka, Illinois. So we're just north of Chicago. And we renovated it a couple of years ago. We've turned it into a little bit of a museum. And um, there's a picture of William kind of by my office a little bit where he's just sitting in his library. And it's just these rows and rows of books. And he was, he was a pretty educated guy. So he could lead, read in Spanish and German and um, French and English. And so um, that's what he did. He devoured books and obviously losing his vision had a huge impact on that. And so he decided he wanted to learn Braille in order to keep reading. Not a lot of people teaching Braille back in the 1920s, even in the Chicago area, he couldn't find anybody to help him. And so he ended up teaching himself, which when I think about that, I'm always so impressed. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of dipped my toe into Braille a little bit and I'm trying to learn a little bit and I have people helping me and it's, it's really challenging. And I can't imagine kind of taking on a task like that, you know, on his own and just kind of 
committing himself to it and teaching himself braille's which is what he did but he he recognized how challenging it was to do alone and um i guess he developed a little bit of a conviction that he wanted to help anybody else who wanted to learn braille and so i guess the story goes one night he was out on his neighbor's porch who also happened to be his, his doctor's ophthalmologist and um dr brown and they were um they were sitting there one night on his porch and they came up with this idea of braille by mail and uh, what they were going to do and what they ended up doing was developing um, a curriculum on how to learn braille um, instructions and assignments and and they were just going to use the u.s mail to mail them out to anybody in the country that wanted to learn braille and a woman in kansas city was his first student she wanted to give it a go and so he mailed her the material the instructions the assignments she'd complete them and just mail them back he would grade them and then send the next lesson and uh and that's how it all started and uh, at one point we had um you know about 10,000 students worldwide that were learning Braille at Hadley. And as we continue to teach Braille, it's, it's a cornerstone of what we do here. And in fact, um, last year, January of last year, we introduced a new curriculum for our Braille education. We're calling it Braille for Everyday Use. And, and I can talk a little bit more about that as we, we kind of get into some of the stuff we have available. Um, but that's how we started. Uh, you know, it was, it was William Hadley and his vision of being able to help anybody with vision loss uh, who wanted to learn braille across the the country and um you know as as the years went on we started to also develop other opportunities to learn at hadley we um we had what we called courses and you know they were they were you know more academic in nature um you could come to hadley and you could take a course on like psychology or anatomy or um you know, we had things like poetry and, and things like that, but you know, any, literally we had hundreds of opportunities um, for folks to come in and they could just be assigned an instructor um, and work alongside that instructor from a distance, correspond with over the phone or email or, or just mail. And, um, and they could, you know, in six months, uh, complete a course in a variety of different areas, usually six to eight months to complete a course. And, and that's what we did for years. We became known as a Hadley School for the Blind. We kind of dropped that school at some point. We kind of moved to a Institute for the Blind, which I guess we're still kind of ha officially Hadley Institute for the Blind and Visually Impaired, but we've kind of dropped that a little bit and now we're just going by Hadley. <laughs> so um, we, we like to say we're on a first name basis. We're just Hadley here. But, um, but one of the things we did maybe about uh, seven, eight years ago now, Man, time time's flying. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But but one of the things we wanted to understand was was how helpful were we being helpful? You know, what kind of impact were we having at Hadley? Um, we had all these courses. We had a, a um, you know high school program that people could come and complete their high school education as well. Um, you know, we taught Braille, and and that was something that a lot of people were interested in at Hadley. But um, but the courses we were getting maybe three, four, five enrollments each year in some of our courses. Um, pretty small numbers. And even our Braille, we recognize that um, half the people that came to learn our Braille at Hadley um, dropped off before we could even hear from them again. So we would send them in the material and 50% of the people that enrolled never turned in an assignment. And so we don't know what happened to them. And in and, and the way our Braille was, was kind of set up, um, it was Braille literacy one, two, three, and four. And after completing one, you move on to two. And, and what we saw was a big drop off there too. Half the people that were completing our Braille Literacy One never went on to two, and so we had these big drop-offs. We were we were kind of curious, um, you know, kind of what was going on, um, and, and so 
you know, we had lots of ideas. We had thoughts and we looked at some of the information and, and we tried to kind of guess, you know, what could be the cause and is there other things that we could be doing that might be more helpful? And, you know, instead of trying to figure it out ourselves, we decided to start asking and we reached out to our students and um, we actually asked them if they would be willing to help guide us here at Hadley and be what we call advisors. And um, right away, we got about 500 folks that said, yes, we want to help you. And uh, it was great. We were able to sit down, you know, talk with them over the phone, sit down with some of them that were local, and we'd send out surveys, you know, and just and try to get as much input and feedback as possible. And, uh, and since then, we've continued to ask folks to join our advisory group. And I think we have about maybe 2,000, 2,500 right now that are, are kind of scattered throughout the U.S., and um, it's been great. Uh, they've been amazing for us in helping guide us into some of the areas that we're focusing on now. And, and what we heard initially from a lot of people was, um, you know, the courses were great. It's nice that you can come and you can learn and, you know, six months, you can have um, an idea of what a marketing plan looks like and, and maybe able to develop one that was nice. But, but what we heard was, was what people really wanted was um, help like doing their laundry. <laughs> um, you know, they want instead of help on, you know, anatomy, they wanted help on being able to go out to dinner and finding their way around the table and the menu. Very practical help for some of the day-to-day -day challenges that come with vision loss. That's what folks were asking us for. Um, over and over again, we heard folks talking about having a challenge, um, you know, and, and wanting to overcome that challenge in the moment. Like, I'm having difficulty doing something right now, and I want to figure out how to do it. So in the moment, on-time learning for very practical day-to-day -day challenges that come with vision loss, that's what folks were really asking us to do. So much different than, you know, the academic focus that we had before. And, and one of the things we've really tried to do here at Hadley is turn more towards a social service focus as opposed to an academic one. And so what we wanted to do was see if we could offer really practical help um, you know, for some of the challenges that come with vision loss and do it uh, in the moment, on-time learning, have it available whenever you need it, however often you need it. And you can go back to it as many times as you need it as well. Um, and we wanted to make it available when you needed it and when you wanted it too. So taking away some of the, the hoops that were um, often involved and in even enrolling in our courses, um, you know, some of the hurdles that we made folks jump through or hoops that made them jump through to even get started. We wanted to take away that as well. So, um, you know, you could just get started when you wanted as easy as possible. So we, um, so that was our focus. We wanted to move, you know, move away from this academic focus, move to a more service oriented focus for more practical help. And then we didn't really know where to start though. Um, we just kept hearing that that's what people wanted. And so we used our advisors again and we say, is there, where would you like us to focus? And, um, it was kind of cool because there were really four main areas that people really um, kind of focused on. And we heard over and over again, number one, it was technology. That was the top thing that we heard over and over again. Um, what technology is out there? And then once I get it, how do I use it? Like, how can I learn how to use the technology that's out there? Daryl, this guy I met, I love the way he said, he said, I want to be able to use technology to see better with this vision I have right now. And so how do I do that? And, um, you know, there's been so many wonderful advancements in technology. And I, I chatted with somebody, I think his name was, was Dan. Um, he, he was funny because he questioned, he's like, 
why is it that everything that's made for people with a visual impairment has to be really heavy um, and really expensive? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really big, really heavy, and really expensive. And so um, the reality is that this, uh, there's some wonderful features, um, accessibility features that are built into, you know, phones that you might have in your pocket or, um, you know, tablets that you might be able to use, or even the computers that were, you know, there's more advancements day and day into some of those things that, that are specific for people with vision loss, for those folks with vision loss. And so what we thought we would do is we would reach out to Apple. It seemed to make sense. And we, uh, we sat down with them and we said, Hey, can we help walk folks through how to use all the accessibility features that you built into your products? Um, you know, your iPhone, your iPad, um, you know, your MacBook, um, you know, there's so many wonderful features that are built into these devices, specifically for folks managing vision loss. And we wanted to sit down and just walk them through, you know, what it is, what these features are, and then how to get to them and how to use them. You know, it could be something like even adjusting the text size on your phone or adjusting the brightness or turning on dark mode, um, starting to use zoom gestures, using the magnifiers that are built into these devices, um, using speak screen features, um, you know, accessibility shortcuts, all these different pieces that are part of these devices. We sat down and we did these, you know, probably five to 10 minute little tutorials, these walkthroughs on each, each uh, access feature, each accessibility feature like what it is, how to get to it, and how to use it. Um, you know, so we did these for the iPhone. You know, we did, we have a whole series on like TalkBack as well, which is, um, or TalkBack is Android. I was thinking voiceover is um, for, for Apple. So we have a whole series on, you know, listening with voiceover. How do you turn it on and off? Um, how do you screen gestures, one finger gestures, two, three finger gestures, roto gestures, control center, notification center, like Anything where we thought we could offer a little bit of a walkthrough on how to use some of these features, we developed what we call a workshop. And so, you know, we've got them on voiceover. We've got them on some of the low vision features that are built into all the Apple products, you know, the iPhone, the iPad. Um, we've got some ones that we just we just launched on the Apple AirTag um, in, you know, how to make calls, text, sends emails, how to use Siri to, to use your devices, how to browse the web. Um, you know, what are the entertainment apps that are out there, things like that. Um, so we started with Apple and we started to do all these little workshops for Apple. And then we moved on to working with Google to do similar things with all the Android phones and Android and Android tablets. And so, um, you know, TalkBack is the, the built-in screen reader that's with all Android devices. So it's like, how do you turn that on and off? What are the basics? What are the different finger gestures? How do you control the volume? How do you get to home screen, make phone calls, navigate websites, all with voiceover? or I'll talk back, sorry. Um, and then some of the low vision features that are built into Android as well. You know, we wanted to walk folks through how to use some of that, like, you know, enlarging font display, maybe turning on high contrast, you know, inverting the colors, uh, magnifying with triple tap, things like that, removing animations, color corrections, like all these different things that you're able to do with these Android phones. We, again, we wanted to walk folks through how to use um, all those features, what they are, how to get to them and then how to use them. Um, then we also started working with Microsoft to do similar things with, um, you know, Windows operating system and, and things like that. Maybe how to get online using a screen reader or how to get online using, you know, as a low vision series and some of the features that you can use on your computer to make it a little bit easier to do some of that. What are some keyboard um, shortcuts that might be helpful? Customizing your window your Windows computer for low vision. Narrator is a, you know, the built-in screen reader with Windows products. So we have a series on how to use Narrator and set that up. 
Um, and then, you know, anywhere where we thought we could offer a little bit more help. So we, we also, it, with technology, like we've got a workshop on Zoom. You know, what are some of the accessibility features built into Zoom? Um, we've got one on Alexa. We've got one on, um, you know, using the digital talking book player, whether it's the basic or advanced player, what those are, what the controls are, how to use that, how to, you know, the, use the bookshelf and all that kind of thing that's built into those. Um, and then we started doing some apps too. Seeing AI is a, I'm sure you're quite familiar with that app. It's, um, you know, we've got a workshop on the different features that are involved in that app. And <laughs> kind of a funny story. Um, I, I thought, I, you know, I was messing around with the app one day and, um, you know, it's got this feature on it where it will try to describe somebody for you. Like you use your camera and, you know, and it'll kind of capture an image of a person standing in front of you and it'll kind of describe the features like, you know, their hair color, um, eye color, things like that. And it, it also tries to guess the age of somebody. And I, so I did this with my wife, you know, it's just playing around and um, just, you know, my wife is 48, but it said she was 67. Yeah. Did. <laughs> so, um, so she made me delete it, but, um, <laughs> but I, we're, we're chalking it up to bad lighting, but you know, it's, it's a pretty cool app. If you guys had a chance to, to play around with that at all. So, so technology was a big area. Technology was one of the biggest areas we were asked to focus on. And so a lot of what we initially did um, was really, our attention was really um, on, you know, developing these workshops in this area of technology. The other area that was a close second, but, um, but also we heard quite a bit about was, was just all the day-to-day -day challenges that come with vision loss. Um, folks were asking, is there any way that you can help me with some of these things? And, you know, I know that there's a lot of organizations that have folks that come in and, and sit down one-on-one -on -one with you. There's vision rehab therapists and occupational therapists that will come in and sit down and help walk you through some of these, you know, these, these challenges that come day to day with vision loss. And, and so the idea was maybe to develop um, something that could work alongside some of these folks that are sitting down one-on-one. -on -one. And, and I know oftentimes, you know, there can be a long wait for somebody to be able to get into your home and, and, you know, they oftentimes have to leave too after maybe a couple hours and, and it's hard to remember some of the tips and the tricks and the hints that they gave you. And so we wanted to offer that kind of help, um, you know, again, through the, the use of what we're calling a workshop. But it's, it's literally like a five to 10 minute little walkthrough, um, kind of offering a suggestion or, you know, a tip or a hint um, that you might not have thought of that could be simple enough and, and make a huge difference. And so, um, like, for example, we've got a cooking series and, and within our cooking series, you know, we've got some suggestions on how to pour liquids safely without burning yourself, hot liquids without burning yourself or, or spilling it, um, or maybe how to use your stovetop and oven or using sharp knives safely in the kitchen, or, um, you know, how to tell when food is fully cooked or measure liquid and dry ingredients. Um, you know, we've got um, a clothing series where we talk about you know, doing laundry or getting stains out or organizing your closet. Um, you know, we've got a labeling series, you know, maybe using large print labels or uh, audio labels or um, labels that you can touch, you know, around the house that might be able to, to help identify things a little bit easier. Um, got a medication series. We got a staying connected series. Got a cleaning your house series because everybody loves cleaning their house, right? <laughs> um, but it's not one of those fun things, but you got to do it every now and then. So, um, you know, we've got a workshops on like, 
you know, cleaning the countertops and other flat surfaces or, or using a broom and sweeping or making a fresh, clean bed or, you know, cleaning your bathroom, um, the things that we need to do um, for our homes. We've got actually a um, home improvement or I mean, like uh, it, it's not home, I'm trying, but it's like, you know, getting things done around the house and how to use power tools safely and things like that. We got a makeup series. We've got a women's personal care, men's personal care, um, a dining out series. We've got a tips for taking the stairs safely um, or uh, orientation and mobility basics, navigating unfamiliar places and spaces, um, you know, a magnifier series. We've got a, a workshops on um, suggestions, you know, things you want to be thinking about when you're visiting your doctor and um, questions that might be helpful to ask about your vision. So, Anywhere where we thought we could offer a little bit of a suggestion, a little hint, a tip, um, we put it together in these workshops. And again, it's a little five to 10 minute walkthrough, offering a little suggestion, a tip that you might not have thought about that, again, perhaps can make a big difference. Yep. Uh, area code 623. Hi, Joni. Joni Leonard. Hi. Um, Hi. Mark, um, yeah. are you sighted or blind? I'm sighted. Uh, you're trying to learn Braille now? I am. I've been, well, I've, I've dipped my toe into it a little bit. We have a new Braille series that we introduced last year in January, and it's, um, it's really exciting. So I wanted to kind of be a part of it. Yeah, I was wondering, because you hadn't mentioned anything about Braille. And um, uh, what I wanted to ask you was if you're doing anything about Braille literacy. We are. So yeah. Important. Yep. And I, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to share a little bit about that. I, technology and daily living were areas that we, we were really asked to focus on. And we had a, a braille literacy program. Um, as I mentioned, we weren't, we weren't seeing, I mean, we had a lot of folks that were kind of walking away from it after enrolling. And so we wanted to see if there's something that we could do that would be, um, you know, just a little bit more helpful or encouraging for folks to kind of continue along with braille. So we've got a new series that, that is actually, um, it's really successful right now. And we're super excited about it, but I was going to, yeah, I'll talk about that. Um, in just a little bit as well. And are you working on, uh, doing a, a course on the Braille e-reader? We, you know, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if the, the, the team that develops our workshops, if that's something that's on their agenda right now. Um, we a lot of the workshops that we're putting out there right now are all based on suggestions that folks are making. We um, we launched our, our website, and I'll talk about that in a moment as well. Back in July of 2020, and uh, we had a hundred workshops, and so we felt like that was you know enough to be able to launch and get it out there to the world. Um, right now, we have about 482 workshops on there. So in that time, we've you know we've added quite a few more, and, and almost all of them that we're doing now are coming from suggestions that folks are making. And so we're trying to trying to respond to, to that. So it's a good question. I mean, you, if, I'd be happy to pass that along to our our team that's developing these workshops. Um, I can pass that along. And, and if you're ever on our website, you can there's a you can make a suggestion on every page of the site. There's an opportunity to do that. And um, like I said, that's that's really where a lot of the ideas for our new workshops are coming from. Well, I think a lot of people have had problems finding somebody to teach them the e-reader. I have someone teaching me uh, oh, how to use it, and she's a wonderful teacher, but I think um, I think people having the 
And there are two different e-readers. I have the one that's made by Humanware. And um, um, I think it's been pretty neglected. So I think that would be a good way to go. Great suggestion. Yeah, I'm happy to pass that on to our team. Okay, area code 614 is next. Um, this is Shirley, and I have uh, two things. First of all, um, you know, I'm glad to see you offer all these workshops and everything, but um, I, plus, a, a, you know, at least a couple other people I know for sure, were really kind of disappointed that you off, you know, you quit offering the correspondence courses altogether since that was what Hadley first started with. And I guess, you know, I don't know if you did that as a result of your surveys or what was the reason you did that. So I'm kind of curious to hear you comment um, a little bit on that. And, um, you know, because I, I felt that one-on-one -on -one uh, type thing, you know, where you could take a course and send lessons in and everything and get feedback. Um, you know, that seemed to be the, the main uh, focus, you know, that you guys started under. And I guess the other comment I wanted to make real quickly is I'm using a, uh, a Braille device that I try to access your website with. And I have a lot of problems you know, like when I try to, to listen to some of the um, audio and things like that that you put out, um, it'll take me to a link where, you know, I'll, it'll give me like a sample yeah. um, of what the audio was about. And then it'll say, well, you know, now that we, you've gotten to know us, we'd like to get to know you better. And I'm only hearing about maybe two or three minutes of yeah. what I wanted to really hear. And, you know, it, it would be nice if you guys um, tried to make it a little more accessible, particularly for some of the, you know, main uh, Braille devices that are out there for the blind, like a Braille Sense, for instance. No, I'm, so no those are the two things. Yeah. So first off, as far as our correspondence, um, you know, like, as I mentioned before, we, what we did about maybe seven or eight years ago is we kind of sat down and took a kind of a hard look at ourselves and it's I don't know I don't know if you ever or maybe the last time you've ever kind of just went up to your closest friend or the person who knows you best in this world and said is there anything about me that needs to change <laughs> um it that's what we tried to do and it's just, it's kind of a scary question to ask and um and we were a little you know we didn't know what to expect but that's really what we wanted to do was an honest answer about um what we offered and is there a way we could be more helpful was really what we were asking. And it was a, we got a clear message from, from our audience saying, you know, really what we need help with is more of the day-to-day practice, you know, kind of practical help for the day-to-day -day challenges that come with vision loss. And, and a lot mm -hmm. of what we were offering was more academic related courses. And, you know, it was, it was nice and people enjoyed some of that. But like I said, we were getting three, four enrollments in almost all of our courses a year. Um, even yeah. our high school program that we had, um, what we recognized when we really sat down and took a look at our high school program is it no longer really met the qualifications for this or the, it didn't meet the standard of qualifications for a high school degree today. And so um, okay. we would have to we would have had to committed to commit to um, revamping that whole program 
And it didn't seem like it was the wisest use of our, our time, our money, our funds, because again, we were getting maybe one or two enrollments in our high school program a year. And then after asking our students, it was just clear that that wasn't the focus they were looking for. It was really more um, help me understand technology, help me with some of my day-to-day challenges. Um, Even community, people wanted to be um, brought together in a community as well, which is something I'll I'll talk about that we're trying to do. Now, Now, the piece that you mentioned as well about, you know, this relationship with your instructor, that was something that we heard was very important to a lot of people as well, which is why, um, you have full access to any one of our staff here at Hadley anytime you need them. Um, there's phone numbers on our website on every workshop page. If you call that number, one of the, the folks here at Hadley that helped develop that workshop will answer the phone and be, av- be available to ask or answer any questions or just chat with you if you want. And so um, there's an email address. You can send them an email as well. But, but all of our staff are available. And our hope is that they're available even m- more now than they were before, because uh, you can just call a number and get one of them on the phone or send an email and they'll respond as soon as they can. And so um, you still have full access to all of our staff here at Hadley. Um, now, the, the piece about the sample, one of the things that we, and, and I apologize, I feel bad that you're having some difficulty getting around the site. We, we tried to test it or we thought we tested it with, I mean, we spent probably three years developing this site and, and we went through 40, 50 different versions and talked to, I don't know, 60, 50, 60 different people before launching this site. And we, we tested it um, in every possible way that we thought we could. And, um, and so it was optimized for, for anyone, regardless of their level of vision or how they were, what they were using to navigate the site, um, whether it was a braille reader, you know, screen readers, uh, you know, different features, you know, enhancing on the, on, with your computer and things like that. Um, whether it was, you know, a phone, it was a tablet, it was a PC that you're using. We, we tried our best to test it in a variety of different settings um, and then make adjustments as needed. But one of the things that we, we do have to do is there, um, there is a sign-up process. We, um, there's a couple of questions that we ask. And, and the reason you're getting a sample is because um, until you sign up, um, you get a one-minute sample of each one of our workshops. And so you can go to the workshop, you can get a one-minute sample but then we inter- we interrupt the workshop and talk about signing up. And Ed Haynes, our our director of uh, our chief program officer here at Hadley, he shares a little bit about why we need you to sign up and and what that's going to look like. And uh, we've tried to keep it you know relatively simple. But um, what we do is we ask you for your first and last name. We ask you um, what's your relation to vision loss? Is it you personally? Are you a professional? Are you a friend or family of somebody who's visually impaired? And then how did you hear about Hadley? And, uh, and that's it. After those three questions, you're signed in, you're signed up, and then you have full access to everything that we offer. Um, now, the reason we ask for a sign up is because that question in particular about your relation to vision loss, if we, if we can show a certain number of people that are using the site are visually impaired themselves, it opens up funding sources for us. And so we can apply for different grants and things like that. And, and that allows us to keep everything free at, at, here at Hadley. And so th- there's no cost for anything that we do. But but part of the way we're able to keep that free is by collecting some basic information um, to, to allow us to access to different funding sources. Uh, yeah, I, I signed up a long time ago. And, and so I'm not sure why I'm still getting yeah. that. But and then I also, uh, you know, get 
the uh, you know I, I attend a lot of your seminars and things like that, and then I get a recording, you know, a link to a recording yeah. afterwards. Yep. But I have a lot of trouble accessing it. Sometimes it works well, and sometimes it doesn't. So oh, I know no. you've got a lot of other people, but it would be you know nice to be able to resolve that a little bit better than what I've been so far. Yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. I'd love to hear about what the experience is and, and figure out why that's happening. Once you're signed okay. in, it's supposed to keep you signed in. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm concerned about why that's happening for you. And maybe there's something that we can figure out. So maybe you can reach out okay. um, and we can we can talk a little bit more about that. Okay. Is it possible to call and talk to you there then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll share. Our, I, okay. I can call our 800 number. I'm the only Mark here. So just ask for me and... And they'll they'll send okay. you right over. So I'll, I'll share. Okay, thank you very much. You off tonight. Thank yep. you, Shirley. Thanks for all your explanations. Yeah. Okay. Next is area code nine thirty seven. Uh, this is Dawn. Um, I've got a couple things. Uh, first of all, I kind of second the gentleman you were talking to, Mark, about why does everything have to be so darn expensive? I second him. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <All> um, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. Um, so, so third, um, um, so are you going to, do you guys have any plans to offer anything, any advanced braille type courses slash workshops, whatever you want to call it? Um, and third, I would love to be more active in that advisory group or in that advisory panel. Are, is there anything that you guys are doing now that I could possibly partake in or because, I'm a second generation Hadley learner. You guys have helped me out of a really dark place. So, you know, if I can do that, I yes. would love to be there and just, it, just anything related to that. Please. Love, I, no, absolutely. <laughs> we love our advisors. And um, so are you one of our advisors currently? Is that right? Uh, yeah. On I'm on your student. I'm on your student advisory panel. I think. Great. Yeah. No. So, you know, a lot of times what we're doing is we, we send a lot of surveys Um but okay. part of part of here at Hadley as well is, is if, if we have an idea of a way that we can improve something or if we want to try something, um, you know, maybe that's new. Okay. Part of my job is to sit with of our advisors and one-on-one -on -one test it with them. Um, you know, just sit okay. down and go through it and get some feedback and input. And um, it, it's really been invaluable for us in guiding us in some different things that we're trying. Like, for example, um, we, you know, for, for folks that are having a difficult time getting online, one of the things we thought was a, a voice prompted phone system to allow them to access all of our workshops. And so you could call in and you could, you could choose a topic area like technology or daily living, and then it would list all the workshops. You could choose a series, choose a workshop, and then listen to it over the phone. So I'm in the process right now of testing that with some of our advisors to see, you know, how it works, if it's effective, does it make sense? So these are all kinds of different things that we try to do with our advisors. So by all means, I, it, maybe you can shoot me an email and just remind me um, that's something that you, you really want to be more involved in. Um, Cause I, I absolutely love being able to reach out to our advisors and, and pick their brains about new ideas. Okay. Yeah. Um, because my, uh, because yeah, you, um, yeah. And when, when I send you an email, I'll, I'll give you my, I'll give you my, uh, my cell number so you can reach out to me and you can reach out to my phone number too. So you've got it. So you've got everything. And just, so you know, yeah, my, I am on your student advisory. Great. Yeah. My email, it's, 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 it's just my name, Mark with a C. So it's M A R C at Hadley.edu. Okay. So it's just Mark at Hadley.edu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. 
Okay, Michael Moore is next. Hey, Mark. I just want to make a comment. Make a couple comments. Uh, sure. About your braille. About your uh, the the braille stuff you got going. First of all, I like the, I like your new workshop that you got going, where you can actually have the audio and the transcript. Now, the transcript is really helping me out because I'm actually working with another student uh, through Hadley as well, and, oh, cool. uh, and so and, and I think you know seeing the transcripts and reading with the braille display, and I can actually copy and paste that onto uh, a txt uh, txt file, put it on my e-reader, take it into work. Uh, that's also helping me become a better Braille teacher to at least awesome. one of my students. So I just want to thank you for making that uh, making that possible. Great. That's, that's the one thing I want to say. So thank you again for doing no, that. No, thanks for sharing. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's go to area code 510. Hi, uh, Steve Mendelson here. Mark, thank you very much. The uh, practical skills that you've been talking about uh, put me very much in mind of what the uh, rehab community, I guess, calls uh, skills of daily living. And mm -hmm. for older blind people who are losing their vision, uh, those are so needed and there's such a vacuum, such a mm -hmm. void in the availability of those services in relation to the need. Uh, I'm wondering to what extent uh, your outreach, uh, in, in addition to uh, uh, being direct with individuals, has been able to, to capitalize or develop institutional connections that would make your services more uh, better known to people and more widely available to them. For example, connections with the consumer organizations or connections uh, with uh, service organizations, possibly with some state rehab agencies who would like to provide services to older people but don't have the funds or the authority to do so, things of that nature. No, great question. And um, we're, we're trying to get the word out there as much as we possibly can. Um, we have Kirby is... Um, He's come out, he came on board at Hadley um, maybe about three years ago now, two years ago now. And uh, he is our um, director of professional outreach. And so it's his job to, um, to reach out to any kind of professional organizations to, to share with them about what we're trying to do here at Hadley. And so we do have a lot of state you know, rehab agencies and things like that. A lot of vision rehab therapists that work with some of those organizations that are um, are using this as kind of a supplement to some of the stuff that they're doing one-on-one -on -one with folks. They'll have some of our materials sent to maybe uh, one of their consumers or you know their their clients, and and have them kind of go through the material before they sit down and get to their home. I mean, sometimes there's a six month to a year wait before they're getting in the in you know sitting down with somebody, and so we're able to get some of our material out there you know within a couple of days, and then they can follow up a little bit later. So. The other thing that Kirby's really focusing on is, um, you know, some of the ophthalmologists that are out there, um, you know, some of these doctor's offices. And actually, it was kind of exciting. Um, when was it? it was back in September or November, um, the American Academy of Ophthalmologists, um, so it's like their national organization, had their annual conference in Chicago. And so we were able to invite many of those doctors um, up to Hadley to actually see what we're doing, to show them some of the, uh, you know, the workshops that we have available. Um, we've got a room at Hadley. It's kind of cool. It's a visual, uh, it's a VR room, a virtual reality room. And um, we can immerse somebody into a, a familiar setting, like a street corner and have them experience different eye conditions. Um, and so some of these doctors can really kind of understand what some of their patients experiences are like. And hopefully be more relatable to them. So, um, and then offer them, you know, 
suggestions on places where they can find help beyond just the medical um, help that they're offering. So we're, we're doing our best. We're trying to get out there as much as possible. Even opportunities like this, I so appreciate because it gives me an opportunity to share a little bit about what we're doing and, and just try to you know get the word out there that we're here to help. Well, it sounds like you're really going in the right direction and really helping to meet an important need. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay, Carla is next. I just wanted to, um, you know, thank you for being here. Uh, I, <laughs> I guess I'm a little disappointed too about the disappearance of the academics and, um, and, you know, there are a lot of people that are homeschooling now, and Hadley um, could really be be helpful to somebody who's trying to homeschool their children who are blind or visually impaired. You know, if there's a sighted person trying to do that. I work with a lot of homeschoolers, and um, also I I was thinking of taking some of your older courses, like the psychology and chess. And I guess what I was going to ask you is. Is there any thought of, um, you know, of offer? Um, I don't know what happened to all the material in the courses, but even, I don't know, they're in accessible formats. Have you ever thought about you know, making them available to sell to people so that they can go through them themselves if, if you can offer the, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, or something like yeah. that? Because I was thinking about <laughs> learning chess and this, some of the courses you had before, but I've just been so busy with work and, you know, you know, sure. just thinking about it, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the material that we used to have, a lot of that was printed kind of on, on demand, so to speak. And so um, when somebody would, you know, we would have a certain number um, available. And then when that ran low, we would just order, you know, additional books and things like that and and cartridges and things like that for the, the DTP players but um and so we don't have a lot of that material any longer we've kind of just retired a lot of that content and have kind of gone through the 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 rest of it that we had in stock um and and, and I, I appreciate that I, I know that there are a lot of folks that really enjoyed um you know some of the courses that we had to offer and I I hear this quite a bit when I join calls like this um, and, and I, I do, I wish we could do both, um, just with the, the kind of manpower that we have here at Hadley. And again, the, the funding that we have available, we had to kind of focus on one particular area. We couldn't do both. And again, because of the lack of interest that we saw in some of the courses that we had, um, and the feedback that we were getting from a lot of our students, we really felt like this was the direction we needed to, to go in just to respond to their, their requests. So unfortunately we don't have that those course material available any longer. Sorry. Okay, area code 951. Hi, this is Nancy Unger, and I've, I have a whole notebook full of uh, workshops, but, but I, and I like the courses. I'm, I'm with Carla and Shirley and other people. I wish there was something we can do like college courses or just special interests. I wish you could do something like that on request with on request only, or at least something like that. But I guess you can't. But meantime, I hope you talk about some of your uh, your um, Zoom classes. And also, mm -hmm. I, I noticed there's some re re recreational stuff which I think I don't know if you have hobbies like knitting and sewing. Like how yep. do people start knitting and sewing with, with your workshops? Uh, with, you know, like your patterns and stuff like that. Uh, thank you. Um, okay, so yeah, as you mentioned, you know, daily living and technology were just two of our topic areas. Um, we also focused some of our attention on recreation. 
And so we do have workshops, like there's a container gardening series. There's a game series that does teach like checkers and chess and things like that. Um, bird songs is a really popular one that we have. Um, it's part of our recreation series. And, and so there's a variety of different workshops that we have as part of just fun things to do. Um, we've also got a working topic area and that's kind of more employment skills or, um, you know, staying employed. So things like, you know, how to talk to your employer about your vision loss or, um, you know, you know, things that your employer are required to provide for you, you know, um, due to vision loss and things like that. Um, we've got this adjusting to vision loss series too, that, um, we're actually, I mean, I, I, I go back and I, I read some of the comments that people make after taking some of the workshops. And it's so encouraging to hear some of the responses and reactions uh, to folks that are, are participating in our adjustment to vision loss series. We've got this workshop called coming to grips with vision loss. And so often we're hearing folks say, um, you know, that it's really validated a lot of the feelings that they had that they thought only they had, like they kind of felt like they were alone in this and just hearing Douglas Walker, he does these, he does a lot of our Apple videos and he does this, um, some of our adjusting to vision loss series as well. And the way he talks about his vision loss and his journey, um, you know, really connects with people and validates a lot of the, the feelings and emotions that they have that go along with, you know, decreased vision. And so, um, so we're super excited about this adjusting to vision loss series that we have available as well. Um, so it's, it's daily living technology, adjusting to vision loss, recreation, working, and then Braille is our sixth topic area. Now, before I get to Braille, I want to talk a little bit about some of the other things. Somebody had mentioned our, our Zoom call, our Zoom uh, things that we have available. And um, what we, you know, one of the other things that we heard over and over again, in addition to help with very practical day-to-day -day challenges, was this idea of being able to be a part of a community. Um, over and over again, we kept hearing folks share about how lonely and isolated they felt, um, particularly if they were new to vision loss and, uh, and just wanting to be around others who just kind of got it, you know, people be, be together with others who, um, you know, kind of understand what they're going through. And, uh, you know, being, again, coming from an academic focus, we didn't really know how to connect folks in a community, but what we tried to do was um, what we're calling discussion groups. And I think folks are finding them helpful. They're, they're relatively popular. Um, but once a month, you can jump on a Zoom call and you can spend an hour talking with other folks about a topic that you might find interesting. And so uh, we've got 10 of them. Um, Tech It Out is our most popular one. It's all about technology. Um, Ricky Enger, um, she's, she's got like this radio voice. She does our podcast too here at Hadley, but, but she does a great job. She, she'll introduce something technology related, like Alexa, Siri, or I think one of them is like wearable fitness devices or, you know, whatever whatever she brings up that month, there'll be something technology related. She'll introduce it. She'll talk about what she's, you know, how she's using it, things she likes, doesn't like, things like that. And then we just open it to the group. And uh, obviously you can just sit and listen if you want, but you, you're welcome to engage by asking questions, answering questions, talking about your experience. And, and again, it's just an opportunity once a month to spend an hour talking with other folks about a topic that you might find interesting. Um, Tech It Out is, and we've sometimes gotten over 200 people on that Tech It Out call. Um, it's usually around 100, 150 that join that one. Um, Resource Roundtable is our second most popular, and we usually get maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 people on that call each month. And that's just highlighting different resources out there, um, you know, what they're doing, how to get to them, things like that. We've got a gardening group that meets once a month, Hadley Growers. We've got a cooking group, What's Cooking? 
travel talk is all about kind of navigating public transportation, airports, things like that. We got a Braille group that meets once a month and they're sharing about things that they're learning or challenges that they're having learning Braille, or even people that are thinking about learning Braille and just want to talk to others about it, jump on that call. Um, we got an exercise group called Get Up and Go. We got a crafting circle for all the all the creative types out there. <laughs> I, was sure. I joined this once and I'll probably won't again because I don't think I have that that bone in my body. I don't know how to knit and paint and I don't know, but I know there's lots of people that are amazing at that. And so many of them join our crafting circle. Um, we got a book club that meets once a month, our book nook. We got a writer circle, um, you know, people sharing short stories and poetry and things like that. And so so again, these are Zoom calls. They're held at the same day each month and the same time each month. So for example, um, you know, it might be the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. or the second Thursday of every month at 11.30 a.m. So it's the, each one of them is the same day, same time each month. And, um, and it's the same phone number and access code every time as well. So a lot of people program it into their phone. And so, you know, they can have quick access to it. Um, one of the cool things that Zoom's offering now is this feature, they call it their call out feature. And um, for those for those that have a little bit more uh, difficulty dialing a phone number and putting in that access code before it, it hangs up on you, it, it, it starts over on you, um, we, we can now call you from the meeting. All you have to do is give us your phone number and about 10 or 15 minutes before the meeting, we'll call you. And um, all you have to do is answer the phone and press one. Um, once you press one, you're brought right into the meeting. And so um, the trickiest part of that is answering the phone because it'll be a number that you won't recognize. It'll be a, and so I know I, I hesitate answering unknown calls, but if it's 10 or 15 minutes before that meeting's supposed to start, you get a call from someone you don't recognize, it's probably us. Um, all you have to do is pick it up, dial one, and you'll be brought right into the meeting. Um, so this was our, our first attempt at building community. We also have now started a mentor program here at Hadley as well. And so um, Faye, she, um, she's a licensed clinical social worker, and she's developing um, a kind of a peer mentor initiative. And so what we're doing is we're, we're introducing folks who have, you know, maybe experienced vision loss for a while and have maybe figured a few things out with others who maybe are new to this and just have lots of questions or just need somebody to talk to. And so... Um, if that sounds interesting to you, you, just, you can give us a call and, and um, you know, we have uh, mentors that we've trained that are available and um, we're trying to see if we can connect them with folks that, that might find a helpful relationship one-on-one. -on -one. Um, in addition, Faye, um, you know, she, she has it on her agenda too. At some point, we're going to start to offer um, support groups, uh, you know, more emotional for folks who, who might be able to use a little bit more emotional support around their vision loss. We're going to have virtual support groups that are going to be available as well. Um, now, so in addition to our discussion, we also started a podcast here at Hadley. We call it Hadley Presents. And the idea is to, um, you know, we, we just, you know, we've met so many interesting people <laughs> in our, in our journey. And so we wanted to get their story out to folks. And so um, they're 20 minutes long. They're about 20, 25 minutes long. And um, the idea is we interview them, we record it, and then we put it out there in the podcast world. So you can listen to them on our site or you can, um, they're available anywhere you listen to podcasts like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I use my Alexa and just say, play the podcast, Hadley Presents. And, um, and you know, and, and show the start from the most recent, just keep going. But, you know, we've had, you know, um, you know conversations with adult children whose parents have, have lost their vision. Um, we've, you know, we had one, um, there's a gentleman that his, his grandson kept asking about why his white cane and, and what that was for and 
what he did with it. And so he ended up writing a children's book about his white cane. And so we had him on to share about that experience and writing his book. Um, you know, we have, we actually just did one with the, um, Ed and, and Jeff, um, they're two professionals in the mental health field. And they, they sat down with us to talk about, um, shame and how it relates to vision loss, just kind of a cool conversation. We had one, we had a couple, um, it was Dan and, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Um, anyway, they, they sat down and talked. She, uh, she started experiencing vision loss after, um, chemo after brain surgery. She had a brain tumor, had surgery and, and developed vision loss due to, because of it. And they talked about how that has impacted their marriage and things that they've learned about one another and in ways that they've kind of the, the roles that they've developed since vision loss within their marriage. So again, if the idea was just to, to get the words and, you know, get the story out from interesting people that are, are, um, you know, experiencing vision loss and things that they're doing. And so we, we have about 70 episodes, maybe 72 episodes. I think of that. We also just started another one called insights and sound bites. And, um, we're actually kind of excited about this too. We've only got like five or six episodes right now, but the idea is that they're literally like five minutes long. Each episode's like five minutes long. And, um, and it's just, uh, we asked the question, Right now, the question that we're asking is, is there something that someone said or maybe something that happened that had a, a you know, an impact on your adjusting to vision loss, um, you know, that maybe was significant in your adjustment to vision loss, something that somebody said, or maybe something that something happened. And what we're doing is we're taking just people's responses and um, we're sharing it with others. And so you get to hear kind of, you know, perspectives from other people about this particular question and their story. And it's literally like five minutes long. And. And anybody that wants to, to share their story is welcome to. Um, you know, all you have to do is, is, is call Hadley. There's a dedicated phone line for our um, insights and sound bites. And you can just leave a message. And we like, you know, we're just trying to share those, those voices of different people, um, you know, as they're kind of sharing about their, their experience. Um, now, the last thing I want to talk about, and I know I'm just completely out of time here, is our Braille. So in January of last year, um, after, you know, we received a pretty significant um, grant dedicated specifically to Braille. And so our Braille instructors here at Hadley had spent the last maybe three years developing this new curriculum that we're calling Braille for Everyday Use. And the idea was to give folks enough familiarity with Braille to be able to use it in their day-to-day -day lives. Um, and so we start with simply with just the alphabet. And, um, you know, the first book that we send you a workbook, and the first workbook is just your letters A through C. And now there's an audio instructions that go along with the workbook. And you can get that directly from our website, or you can, um, you can dial a phone number and you get a voice prompted phone system that allows you access to, you know, just goes through all the audio instructions that go along with the workbook. And so when you're done with one workbook, you just give us a call back and we'll send you the next one. And you can learn all of your alphabet, your numbers, your punctuation. Um, if, you, if you want, we can continue to move along into learning how to write Braille. And uh, we just re we're just releasing our contracted Braille series as well. And so, um, so you can kind of keep going as far as you like. But again, the idea was to give folks enough familiarity with Braille that they would be able to use it you know, in their day-to-day -day lives. And, and that's part of what we heard a lot of them. We reached out to folks about our Braille program um, is that they really wanted you know, to be able to tell what elevator button they're pushing in the elevator or what bathroom they're going into, or maybe at the ATM, they couldn't see because of a glare of the numbers and be able to use, have just enough familiarity with Braille or even labeling things around the house um, that can make it a little bit easier just to be able to feel, um, you know, and identify things a little bit easier with Braille labeling. 
And, um, and so the workbook that we send you, the, the top portion of the workbook is all visual Braille. And so if you have some vision, we encourage you to use what vision you have to help you with the learning of tactile Braille as well. And so the bottom portion is all tactile Braille, Braille by touch. And so, um, you know, we try to offer little hints on, on ways to remember things like, you know, the B is, is the, you know, one and two Braille cells. So we, you know, maybe it's think of buttons on a shirt, and, you know, one on top of each other. Maybe that can help you remember that that's the, the B cell, you know, that's B. And so, um, so just little tips, little hints that maybe can help, um, you know, with your learning of Braille. And I think, um, you know, we're sending out about, I think about a thousand books a month right now um, of our new Braille series. And so we're having a lot of folks that are really interested in it. And we're having about a 90% completion rate right now as well. And folks are calling us and they're telling us that they're, they're, they're excited, they're learning Braille, and they're having fun doing it, which is so, I mean, that's just awesome to hear. And, uh, and it, it's so interesting to me, because I tested this with a lot of people. And um, it can be really scary to think about learning Braille. Many people um, you know, they were really afraid to even sit down and attempt to start to learn Braille um, with the, you know, a lot of fear of, of, of failing and not being able to do it. And, and, you know, and so once we saw, started to see some success, uh, people really got excited and uh, they were really proud of themselves and even being able to accomplish A through C and excited about moving on to the next set of letters and maybe, you know, learning their alphabet and then getting on to numbers and then going on to punctuation and then going on to writing. It's just, the excitement that we're seeing of people finding success with Braille is, is super exciting to us as well. And so, um, so we have our Braille series. All you do is give us a call. We'll get that book sent out to you and you'll have access to the audio just through um, the computer or through a phone system. Um, also on our site, we've, uh, we do have Braille for the sighted learner. We have a lot of professionals that come to Hadley want to learn Braille for folks that they're working with or, um, even parents that come, you know, the, for their children, they want to be learning Braille alongside their children. And directly from our website, you can learn all of your numbers, letters, punctuation, currency, um, you know, directly from our site. And it's a little bit of a game. You're dragging, dropping things and things like that. But again, we're, we're having folks that are really enjoying learning Braille directly from our website. Um, the last thing I just want to mention, and I'm happy to spend some time with questions if you guys want to hang out, but um, we know not everybody's online. So in almost all of our workshops, we can send out in the mail too. Um, we have it available in large print, in Braille, and in audio. And for audio, what we're doing is using the cartridges that work with the National Library's digital talking book player. Um, we'll put one of our workshop series on that cartridge and we can mail it out to you. And so um, anybody that's, you know, if, if getting online is a little bit challenging for you, You'd rather have something sent to you in the mail. You'd rather have something that you can hold on to. We're happy to send that out. Um, just give us a call. We'll get your name, your address, and we'll just, we'll send it right out to you. Um, we only send one series at a time. Um, and then when you're ready, you just give us a call back and we'll get a new one sent out to you. And you keep those. You don't send anything back to us. The whole idea is you can go back to those whenever you want, however often you want. Again, as, as many times as you need to. So you, we call it a learning library. So you can start your own library of material that we can we can send off to you. Well, we want to thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a fascinating hour. We've enjoyed it. Lots of questions, and there'll be more after we actually actually end this part of the recorded part of the program. Uh, but before we do that, let's have you give your contact information one more time. Oh, great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, again, my name is Mark. Um, 
you can find me our 800 number is probably the easiest way to track me down and the 800 number will get you to our help desk and those are the gals that um you know can explain all that we do and find something that might be helpful and just get it right off to you but it's it's 1-800-323-4238 and i'll repeat it it's it's 1-800-323-4238 and um, we're in we're in Illinois, so it's Central Time. So it's Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to six p.m. Central Time. We're available on the phone. Um, you can uh, you can email us at info at hadley.edu. That'll go directly to our help desk as well, and uh, and we can get back to you as soon as we, we get a chance. Um, and then the website is hadley.edu. So it's h a d l e y edu. Excellent, Mark. Thanks so much for being with us. It was terrific. No, my pleasure. I appreciate you guys inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Next week, we're still confirming. We're still working on that, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll put it up on the uh, OTR list as soon as we can, or the the sorry, the Tech Talk list as soon as we can. Um, and we'll close the recorded portion portion of the show now. And then we, uh, Mark can stick around as long as he wants to to answer questions. So thanks for being with us and join us next week on Tech Talk.